We are backstage once again, backstage at the Boscov's Berks Jazz Fest. That was cool. Cliff Starkey, how <laughs> are you? I'm great. I'm great. I am so glad you're here. I have to mention this is made possible by the Berks Arts Council, so thank you very much. We appreciate that. It's a wonderful thing. Isn't it? Absolutely. Isn't it really? Absolutely. Do you know what's wonderful to me, you know, as an audience member, to be able to watch you and know, or at least what I know is what I see, and you have this great passion for music. You were one of the original Groove Masters, Absolutely. and all you have to do is watch you playing, and you can see, man, that's a happy man. <laughs> that's a happy man. Do you know, I really appreciate that. I totally appreciate that. <laughs> it's true, and, and to know that you can make a living doing something like that, that's purely by example, um, inspiration to young musicians in the area. Absolutely. You know what? Speaking about inspiration to young yeah. musicians in the area, I love when I interact with them and give them something. I can tell them a story or give them something. Just say a person I'm teaching and they have, they're from the school of reading music. Yeah. And I'll say, I'll play, this, I'll play the same song that they did. And I'll say, hey, what was that? And I'll say, hey, this is a bag of tricks. Let me show you this. Look at this. And a, and a smile on their face. I feel great if I can give back. Do you teach lessons? Yes, I do. Very few, because I call it private lessons, private lessons, lessons, but I call it private lessons because it's pretty much someone, I teach people that pretty much probably can read music already, right? and right. they're in a performance situation okay. where they want to just learn things outside of just being able to you know, look at the music and read it, Yes. which that's an awesome skill. <laughs> it and is I'm an amazing from, <laughs> yes, skill. Yes, it is. And I'm not from the school of reading music. I'm from the school of... Oh, no, I mean, yours isn't amazing. I'm from the school of reading music. That right, I can do. All right. But I cannot, I, I can't do anything without music. I'm, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do. So that is a gift that you offer to students. Absolutely. That is pretty cool. How did you learn? You're not from the school of reading music. You didn't have well, formal training? Well, no, I did not. What? I'll, t I'll tell you what. On my family, on my father's side of the family, mm -hmm. the McCoys, I'm born in Philadelphia, and nevertheless, when we moved to Reading, I was always going back to Philadelphia. Okay. On my father's side, everyone had a musical talent. I mean, they could sing, oh, yeah. art. I started yeah. out as an artist, actually. I know Did you? you? I know you didn't ask me that. I I started, <laughs> That's pretty cool. But anyway, my uncle, for some reason, my uncle would sit there at the piano and play jazz. He'd walk a bass line, and, and I'm just sitting there. I was probably 11 years old, maybe 10. And I'm just sitting there going, wow, do you think I'll ever be able to do that? He says, why, sure. And he would say, he would go, he would play some songs and improvise and say, Cliff, he would put my name in it. And I would go, wow, i got to learn this skill. Now, I never had a piano. I never owned a piano in my house. Really? We, I mean, look, we were, you know, look. My mother had seven of us. Yeah, okay? I, hear I, was, you. I was There was three below and three above me. I was that right centerpiece. And the thing is, you know, we couldn't afford a piano. Right. I mean, it's been a long time before I had it. So, I would, anything I would love to hear, like say, I heard um, Charlie Brown, Snoopy. Yeah. 
That's hard to play, actually. When I saw the Peanuts guys jumping around and, I, and, and Schroeder bending over like that and playing, I thought, wow, that's cool, I want to do that too. And I would just keep music in my head. And then when I would get to school, after school, I would just sit at the grand piano in the auditorium after everyone would leave and I would just stay there as long as, <laughs> until they would kick me out and I would just figure it out. How did you find the notes, the chords that you're supposed to play on before you could go do-do-do-do-do-do? I would just use my ears. I would, feel, I, I, I would say I would probably hear the melody, do, 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 yeah. and I would, you know, peck through it. And then I heard that, don't you think that's what makes it, I mean, this hand is playing something very different than this hand Absolutely. in that particular piece. Absolutely. It's all about the rhythm. <laughs> yeah, it is. You are gifted. You are gifted. So that's how it started. It really started with my interest in music. I felt it, it gave me something. You know, I, don't, I, I can't pinpoint what it was, but it was something heavenly when I heard music and I thought, wow, I want to do that. And then when I saw my uncle, that was just like, it really clicked then because he was this cool, he had the Indian <laughs> hair because we have some Indian in our, you know, yeah. in our blood and all yeah, that. Yeah. He had the long Indian hair and he's sitting there cool on the piano saying my name and playing these cool jazz chords. And he, you know, he's the one who showed me stuff. So I would take it back home and figure it out. And expand on it and, and make it my own. That is the key. Does he know how much he influenced you Absolutely. and the inspiration you went? Does he? Okay, Absolutely. that's very cool. That is very cool. <laughs> so how did it go from there, learning this, and you just turned on by this and it's making you happy and you, pr you pursue this, to making a profession out of it? You know, the first thing I can say, I just never stopped playing. <laughs> if you're a musician, never stop playing. There you go. You know, because you never know where you're going to be. Look, if you become a doctor, if you become whatever you become or whatever, you always have your music. You can go home. You have lots of, you had thousands of patients and you have patients yeah. that came in, on, on, you know, extra, unnoticed or whatever. Right, right. And, and you uh, have a stressful day and you just can sit there and play your guitar or your piano or whatever you play. It's an outlet. And as an outlet. Yeah, yeah. But if you keep playing, you never know where you're going to go. You never know where, if you're going to get a call. Well, somehow you got hooked up with what Benny Sims, Dave Cullen, Scotty Mann. Oh, who am I missing? Well, the original Groove Masters. Oh, the original Groove yeah, Masters. Yeah, who am I missing? Well, then? Benny is the center of the original. Benny Sims, he created the Groove Masters. He named us. Well, how'd you get hooked up with Benny? How'd that happen? Well, Benny was Benny is like a big brother to me. Yeah. There was a gentleman by the name of Fred Davis, a friend of my sister's, but. He, he, he kind of heard me tinkling around with the piano. And he was a frustrated piano, pianist himself. But he lived near Benny Sims. And he says, man, I want to take you by this guy. You know, you got to meet this guy. Because Benny was always, he must have been an influential person back yeah. then. Yeah. So anyway, I was introduced by this Fred guy. And then once I met Benny, history was made because Benny saw something in me. Yeah. And I give Benny lots of props for that. He was the guy that can take this 11-year-old, 12-year-old. I can call him up and say, hey, what are you doing? Hey, I'm playing. I'm, come, on, uh, come on over. He got me off the streets. I didn't get in trouble. I was over oh, there. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. So Benny. And then you got to go from that. I don't, because we don't have a lot of time, but oh. we're going from Benny and the Groove Masters, and I just want to go, bam. <laughs> Who's that remind you of me? Bam. Next thing you know, you're on Emerald Lagasse. How did that happen? <laughs> How did I get to Emerald? Is that the, yeah. hey, let's go from there. 
Yeah. Well, the greatest thing is, well, Benny's, we, okay, history with Benny it stems from this history with Benny. Benny and I okay. were in three degrees together right, since 1989. Right, right. Okay. So make a long story short, in Philadelphia there is this, so she, well, kind of a group of uh, musicians, mm -hmm. or there was a gentleman that kind of managed this group. So it was, uh, it was called Cutting Edge Orchestras. So nevertheless, there were clients that would pay lots of money for musicians that had been somewhere, have done something. So nevertheless, Benny and I got hooked up with that. So they're representing you? No, no, no. More, more or less what it is, it was a it's pretty much it's, it's a wedding band. Oh, okay, okay gotcha. Pretty much a high-scale gotcha. wedding band. It was called okay. the Cutting Edge Orchestra. So okay. That's where we first started. Okay, so you, you, there would be many musicians on call in the Philadelphia area, you know, reaching out to Reading and all over. Okay, so we would come in, we were on this list. Mm -hmm. And so we would, we would, because um, we, we were overseas, we were in London, London, um, England. With three degrees Japan, at that with point? With three degrees. Okay, okay. In Japan, all, we were all yeah. over the place. So we had some, something on our resume. Mm -hmm. So we, we were in this group, um, and Doc Gibbs was in this group too. So, so put, it to, put it to you this way, there was a cutting edge one, cutting edge two, cutting edge three, cutting edge four, a big pool of musicians. Mm -hmm. So it was a really, um, a lot of people would pay a lot. So it was, a, it was so really marketed well, really marketed well. So nevertheless, Doc Gibbs was in this pool. So Doc Gibbs said, hey, I'm looking for a versatile keyboard player. So being that I was in this pool, you know, I got the call. I got, my name was so mentioned. So you were at the right place at the right, right time. time. That and makes what, a big and difference. Yeah. Exactly. And what I did was I branched out from Reading, you know. Not so, well, Philadelphia, now you're, you're situated in Berks County, I believe. Absolutely. In this area. Absolutely. And then Three Degrees International and, and your, your Cutting Edge. Yeah, the Cutting Edge Orchestra. That was. And, and then Emerald. Absolutely. Now, so. Didn't I just see you on Rachel Ray? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. How no, that's fun was awesome. that? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I put it to you this um, Rachel Ray does Throwback Thursdays. Oh, okay. Okay. And what she did was she wanted to give Emerald props. I believe this is what I'm thinking. No one oh, told okay. me this, or I didn't. It wasn't. But I believe she wanted to give Emerald props because Emerald really put the Food Network on the map. Yes. And she wanted yes. to give him props with that. And what she did was she, she surprised, she had him on her show, of course, to give him. Mm -hmm. And then she surprised him and had the Emerald Live band come in. So when he came on the set, he didn't know we were going to be there. Oh, really? Yes. So she based the show off of his format, the way he used to do the show. So when he That did, is nice props. Yeah. So yeah. when he would do his segments, he would say, okay, stick around for the Doc Gibbs and the Emerald Live band. See ya. And then, he, you know, then we would play. Then we would play back in. So that's what we did on the show. Watching you play is awesome. So you are going to be playing with Boscov's Berks Jazz Fest, I think April 1st. Yes. And the original Groove Masters are back together. That's right. And it's a, a salute, a tribute, if you will, to Alyssa B. That's right. Who you described her smile as this just the most vibrant sunshine. Oh, my goodness. So when you get together with the Groove Masters, what does that mean to you? You'll be doing it at the end at Reading, I believe. What does it mean to me? Yeah. It means I'm home. That's like family. I mean, we've been doing this over 25 years. Yeah. Over 25 years together. And how about the Jazz Fest? Has that been, what has that meant for the Groove Masters? Oh my goodness. Like I, you know, it's funny, last, I believe it was last year, it was the 25th. Yeah, anniversary. it was, you're yes. right. This is 26th. And we have been doing, we have been, I believe we've been opening up, 
opening up at the peanut bar for that long. We're gonna. You're opening this year, aren't you? Yes, we are. <laughs> People <laughs> chronicles are gonna be there. <laughs> Most definitely, the jazz fest is awesome for us. We've been involved in it for a long time. I think it used to be the river fest. Oh, was that, that was preceding. Yeah, that was a little bit different, different. but okay. there was river fest as well. Okay. So, and, and talking with young musicians, you did, you said just keep playing. Absolutely. Um, if you're going to give props to somebody, like you talk about the props Rachel Ray gave, who do you give props to? Wow. Your uncle? I Perhaps. definitely give yeah? props to my uncle. There, I can just name two other people. Who? There was a gentleman named Ed, Edward Butler, older gentleman. He mm -hmm. told me, you need to get a magic book. You know, I had all this knowledge, I mean, a knowledge or musical stuff in my head, but I didn't know what to call it more or less the theory of music. He said, I'm going to get you a magic book. Is that a fake book? Is that what a magic book is? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You got a custom malfunction. Right. <laughs> Here you go. That'll be a good outtake. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, so we're back to Ed Butler. The, yeah. the fake book, well, the magic book, was basically a theory book. Okay. Okay, so I would just follow and say, well, it's a C major chord. Okay, there's a D minor chord. So it's really So it's, that. yeah, just kind of reinforce that for me. So he kind of created it for me, you know, because everyone is at a different level. Right. You know, so, I mean, you have theory in school most of the time, so you kind of know some things. So basically we would get together, this older gentleman, he played guitar and he sang like a bird. So, and Benny knew this guy too. So you got Benny, you got Ed, you Ed, got your uncle. Who's the other person you want to give props to? Wait, I got. I said, your uncle Benny, and Benny. Benny, that's and Cliff Starkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I know there's a lot of props going out to you because you do, you you give inspiration, and I think you're headed to Reading High School actually to work with students. Absolutely, that's what I mean. That's part of it. There's a group of guys there today, and uh, I can see. I told us you're gonna, you guys are going to be a group. They play guitar. They play the keyboards, and it's just wonderful that they look up to me for you know, answers to the questions about music. It's and wonderful that you're giving it back in yep, this community. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're really busy to come here to the People Chronicles and let us go backstage <laughs> with you behind Boskowsburg's Jazz Fest. Thank okay. you, Cliff. Thank you. My pleasure.